us to have uh, a path to eternal life through your son, Jesus Christ. We don't deserve it. We didn't earn it. But you did it because of your grace. And we just want to say thank you. Truly, God, you're a good God. And uh, we just give you praise all day and praise all night for who you are and what you do for us. And I uh, just pray for the listeners, dear God, of this message this morning. And that somehow, some way, they will be blessed by your word. And that they will realize that you loved us enough to send your son, Jesus, to die on a cross for us. That we might have a right to eternal life. And we pray these and all blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We're going to be coming from 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 14. 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 14. And it reads, He went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Now, this verse is referring to a man named Naaman. Naaman was the proud commander of the army of the king of Syria. And he was, a, even though he was a Syrian and he wasn't uh, a Jew, uh, somehow, some way, God wanted this man healed and delivered. And so, uh, when Elisha heard of this uh, terrible thing that had happened to Naaman, he sent word to Naaman that he could come to receive healing uh, at the words of the prophet. So, uh, Elisha told him to dip in the Jordan River seven times. Now, at first, Naaman was very arrogant in terms of um, receiving this word that if he dipped in the Jordan seven times, he'd be healed. Um because he said, you know, dipping the Jordan now, you know, the Jordan River evidently wasn't a very clean or uh, 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 vibrant river, uh, but it was probably muddy, and it just wasn't the place where you expect somebody to send you to dip seven times to get healed. And Naaman was uh, a little outraged, like dipping the Jordan seven times. But the young servant said to him, you know, basically, you know, if somebody told you to do something great or grand, you would do it. And I, I guess he got his sense, common sense came to him, and he, he humbled himself, and he went and did it. And it says in, in verse 14 that his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. And it's so often God refers to us as children. And Jesus even said that we must come to him like a child, you know, have childlike faith. And that's something a lot of adults lack. We don't have the kind of faith that a child has. You know, you can tell a little kid almost anything, and they'll believe it, and they'll just do it. And that's why we have to have faith like little children. When God tells us to do something, we have to do it, or we, and we should do it. But a lot of times we don't because it doesn't appeal to our ego, or it doesn't appeal to our fleshly desires. And we have to understand something. God's ways are not our ways. And we need to realize that there are times when God's going to ask us to do things that are contrary to our flesh, to our feelings, and our emotions. And I'm, just talk, I'm going to talk a little bit about a few of those things that God may ask us to do that may not appeal to us, appeal to our flesh. One of the things that God asks us to do that may not appeal to our flesh is to love our enemies. And that definitely doesn't appeal to our flesh, to love our enemies. You know, now your flesh says destroy your enemies, you know, uh, 
<laughs> have revenge. Do something to your enemies that'll help them know that you know they, you hurt them. No, God says love your enemies, and that's not something we are, are wired to do according to our flesh. But God gave us something. Christians gave us Christians something to help us to love our enemies, and that's the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. And, and, and something that comes along with being filled with the Holy Spirit is the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit is love, peace, long-suffering, you know, gentleness, meekness. Those are the things that the Holy Spirit gives us to operate in opposition to our flesh. You know, when somebody spits in your face, your first instinct is to punch their lights out. But the, the fruit of the Spirit says, no, wipe the spit off and forgive them. Now, I, some of you might be listening to me saying, Oh, yeah, you're saying that, you know, but you ain't never been spit on. Yes, I have. I was a correction officer, and I work in a psychiatric hospital now. I'm the supervisor of chaplains in a psych hospital. I've been spit at. I've had feces thrown at me. And just recently, I had a young lady, it was about maybe six months ago, she walked into me and spit right in my face. And, of course, I was angry, you know, and I was sitting there at my table with my Bible open, so I just closed my Bible, got up, walked out of the ward. Now, was I angry? Of course I was angry. But thank God for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit talks to us. The problem is we don't listen to the Holy Spirit when he talks to us. And the Holy Spirit told me to get up and walk out. I went and washed my face. I came back about maybe an hour later. <clears throat> and the young lady, you know, she was still kind of acting up, but they had already, you know, um, took her to a room. Make a long story short, maybe about a month later, she came up to me and asked me, could I get her a Bible? And I said, sure. And at the time, we didn't have any Bibles. We, were, we had ran out of Bibles. We were waiting on the order of Bibles to come in. So I went to the store Then uh, the next day, and I bought her a Bible. I paid for it out of my own pocket, got her a Bible. And it was a, good, a nice Bible. I didn't get her a little cheap dollar store Bible. I got her a nice Bible. So I gave it to her, and she looked at me, and her eyes got watered up. And I said, what's the matter? And she just said, why, why are you giving me this Bible? I spit on you. And I said, I know. I forgave you. And then she started crying. And, and every day she would come to me lamenting about spitting on me. And I told her, stop. I said, I forgave you. The Lord forgives you. And I said, so let's move forward. And maybe about five or six months later, she was getting ready to be discharged. And that young lady, her life was transformed. From that point, she came every morning to my table for prayer. We were taught. She was excited about getting discharged. And she seemed like she just made a complete turnaround. Now, what if I reacted to her spitting on me in my flesh and, and, and not had the humility and the, and the, and the, and the uh, uh, peace of uh, state of mind to forgive her and immediately realize that that young lady needed Jesus more than she needed my uh, anger? And that's what she needed. She needed Jesus. And so anger solves nothing. But the fruit of the Spirit solves everything. We have to humble ourselves. A lot of times walking in the Spirit means you have to humble yourself, even if it means you uh, face embarrassment or you, uh, or, 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 or just uh, um, bad behavior from others. Just take it and just pray for them. That's what the Bible says. Pray for those that despitefully use you. Pray for your enemies. Love your enemies. When Jesus hung on the cross, the very uh, first thing he said, those, you know, we always do the seven famous last sayings of Jesus, but the first one was, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. 
We have to learn how to forgive, saints of God. Forgiveness is something that's really uh, necessary in order for us to be spiritually mature and to receive the fullness of Jesus Christ. Jesus forgave all the people that said crucify him, all the people that wanted to pick up stones and stone him when he declared that he and I and my father are one. Yeah, they, they picked up stones when he made that statement because he, he, he said, who they call him a blasphemer because he's trying to say he's God. Now, Jesus declared, I and my father are one. When you've seen me, you've seen the father. That made the Pharisees angry, and they wanted to kill him. And eventually, he didn't end up on the cross, but he voluntarily went to the cross. He said, no man takes my life. I lay down my life. Jesus laid down his life for us. Now, if Jesus wasn't walking in the spirit, if Jesus gave into the lust of his flesh, he wouldn't have went to the cross. But he went to the cross because Jesus obeyed his father. Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit, anointed by God, and allowed God to control his life. That's what we have to do, saints. We have to humble ourselves. Like Naaman. Naaman had to humble himself and get in that Jordan River and dip seven times. And because of that, his leprosy left, and it said he had skin like a baby. God wants us to be baby-like in our faith. He wants us to be childlike in our faith. He wants us to, to receive the word of God with gladness, like a child receives a piece of candy with gladness. God wants us to receive the word of God the same way. So let's...